Hello, this is Pastor Ariel, and welcome to Devotional. It is my prayer before every episode that this podcast will be a blessing for you. Please remember to subscribe to Devotional on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening in. This way, you will be notified every time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends and loved ones so they too can be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome once again to Devotional. We are on lesson number five, and today's episode is for Tuesday, January 29th. I want to share with you something that I've shared while I was a Bible worker. Um, definitely once I was in Pennsylvania after I took massage and after I took nursing training. Your brain just gets affected by whatever, you know, training in life you take. If you are a carpenter, then you associate a lot of things with your profession. Uh, engineering, I know my brother James Leffler did a Sabbath school class in which he brought all these engineering <laughs> experience that he had and uh, did an awesome uh, class and some uh, little exercise, a uh, mathematical en- exercise. Anyways, because of my nursing massage therapy background, I think on those terms. And I remember sitting in class and writing this the same sequence of colors, white, red, black, pale. Um, actually, the lesson tells us today that pale is chloros in, in the Greek. And uh, it's actually the, the gray ash kind of color of a corpse, lifeless color. And I remember, at least in, in, in medical terms, this progression is a progression of tissue death. Identical, if you want to look it up. Um, you have the white, of course, you know, relatively speaking, um, re- healthy. Um, but then it goes into red. And red tissues, when you see something red in your skin, is usually irritation, inflammation, maybe a sign of infection or something, injury, a wound. Uh, all of those, you know, and it goes in that progression that if left, left untreated, it will become black, you know, become necrotic. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen people with frostbite on their toes, their extremities, it turns black, literally. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's dead or it cannot be revived. But sometimes, especially if it's for a long period of time, you, you lose those limbs. But if you don't remove those limbs and th- that tissue has died, the blood in those tissues becomes toxic. And so you could get something like sepsis from that. And even though a part of you has died, from that one part of you that that is dead and still attached to you all of you will die so you can experience complete death from a partial death so um, white red black pale this is the progression of these horses in revelation and though i, I do need to tell you this what i've just done is not biblical <laughs> i've taken medical information biological physiological information and just made a comparison for the sake of explaining. But we need to look at the Bible to look at how to interpret these. And I've told you already, uh, I've struggled with this. This has been hard for me because the Zechariah 6, 5 answer, who are these horses 
that revelation well revelation makes use of them but in the old testament when zechariah asks what who are these horses these chariots drawn by these horses of these, these different colors the answer is is the spirit of god the spirit of god that affects uh humanity in a universal way in all four directions of the compass uh, cardinal directions so for me I, I struggle how could this church be led by the spirit but then i look at the old testament and the new testament and i see something a consistent pattern just because the church does something doesn't mean god led it to do it i hope you understood what i've just said just because the church decides to do something doesn't mean that god led that church to do those things and we've already looked at you know a history in time in which the church did things like the inquisition you know god never asked the church to do any of that the moment the church decided to use the, the armies of rome for the kingdom of god the spirit of god was not leading the church to do those things and it's not just that the church of the church decided to tourniquet itself through the word of god that the word of god would no longer flow through the church um, and using again this analogy of the body the spirit it is the holy spirit that ultimately gives life to the word of god and when you tourniquet yourself you are really literally like if you were taking your arm and putting a tourniquet with nothing wrong with your arm you know it's not like you got bit by a rattlesnake um, you're trying to keep the venom from or de 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 decrease the amount of flow of venom into your system um, by a tourniquet there is a medical application for a tourniquet but just applying a tourniquet because you want to decrease the, the blood the tissue will die you will suffer damage and that's what the church did and the spirit of god could not use these channels could not support nor endorse these endeavors of the church um, to force people's conscience by the sword is not how jesus uh, entrusted the mission he told peter the night of gethsemane put your sword away he who lives by the sword dies by the sword and you're not going to die by your own sword you're my church we don't, we don't function like this we're different and so just because the church in history has done something don't point your finger at god and say why because god had nothing to do with it not everything that a church does god is in it and that's a tension right because then we can say oh well god wasn't there but the bible uh, actually helps us understand that god was not part of those behaviors and choices that the church made um, and it makes me think you know this is a very graphic description you know the call the color of a corpse but it made me think you know how could the spirit of god be leading a church like this and the spirit of god wanted to lead a church well, this church still um in the early church you know in the book of acts you have an instance in which uh, this gentleman in barnabas sells some land lays it at the apostles feet and everybody praises god look at how we're going from conquering into conquering victories into victories you know wealthy people are giving up their resources so that we can have resources to expand the kingdom of god meet people's needs and help them receive the gospel of christ the messiah a couple named ananias and sapphira sees that and their motives were completely off their motives were completely selfish driven by pride and self-aggrandizement um, and so when they sell the land they get more for it than they had thought they would and so they keep a portion and you know it's a, it's a very difficult part of the book of acts to process actually um, 
they die. They die because Peter says, you have lied not to man, but to the Spirit of God. So there is this element of the Spirit of holding us accountable. And when individuals choose to tourniquet the areas of their lives in which the Spirit wants to flow and give life to, God honors that choice and death ensues. And so just like we saw, you know, the white horse leads to the red horse, a victorious church will be a, will experience persecution. A church that decides to um, diminish the flow of God's word, tourniquet, you know, make it um, a famine in the land, be the one responsible for the famine of the word of God in the land, that church will end up dying. It's a dead church. And it's not because the Holy Spirit desired that to be the case, but because the Holy Spirit will honor the choice of this church, just like he honored the choice of Ananias and Sapphira. So for me, I, I'm, I'm still processing. Don't think that because I'm ex saying these things that, you know, they, they, I'm done and it's, this has settled it for me. I'm still going to continue grappling with this. And I invite you to, you know, share your thoughts during class. Share your thoughts with me. Um, if you're in agreement or if you disagree, that's okay. Um, for me, I'm just expressing some somehow my attempts at reconciling the, the consistency that Zechariah brings into trying to interpret what these horses are. These are entities being guided, influenced by the Spirit of God. But just because God wants to lead the church doesn't mean that the church always wants to be led and allows itself to be led by God. So the church goes into this period in which there's just spiritual death, and it's tragic. And it, is, it becomes the longest time period uh, of, of the church. You know, this black into death time period is a big chunk, you know, over a millennia, over a thousand years. And when I said that, and I wrote that down, that this is the longest time period of God's people in the New Testament, with, which, which is tragic, you know, the, the pure white church, and the red church were a relatively short period of periods of time compared to the long years of apostasy. It just it was an aha moment. It's the same thing for God's people in the Old Testament. David and Solomon's reign were short compared to the centuries of apostasies that followed afterwards. And it's also interesting that in the Old Testament, this apostasy that started with Solomon and just went downhill. It all concludes, it ends into this captivity, this time period of being taken captive. And in the New Testament, when the church goes into these you know, different horses and black into death, it also concludes with it being taken into captivity. And of course, I'm referring to 1798, when General Berthier, under the orders of Napoleon, takes the Pope and puts him in prison, puts him in kept into captivity. I just thought it was interesting, some parallels, how history repeats itself if we are not willing to learn from it and repent from our propensities to repeat it. If we are not, it's not that, oh, because now we know what happened in the past, that in and of itself would prevent us from repeating it. No, not when it comes to these um, ex spiritual experiences. We are prone, we are extremely vulnerable in repeating the same mistakes that people in the past have made. There's no, we're no different. So we have some concluding thoughts for today. Our choice, our choices, or our choice, today matter. 
My choices today matter. They set the course of what spiritual color I will be in the years to come. White church, white horse today leads the red horse tomorrow. And I choose to be okay with that because of love for Jesus. Because the alternative is a black horse that leads to death. No one, I mean, these time periods, you know, we have set periods like 1798, 538. But, you know, that's because a culminating climactic things happened during those time periods. But it didn't just happen within a 12-month period. This does not happen just in one month or a week. These changes, these drastic changes of how do you get from white pure to death? Well, it's gradual. Satan never seeks to change and, and degenerate humans overnight. It's just small choices made. Choices that are made today that are never thought would have ended up where they will end up. The, the history of this first four uh, seals, these first four horses stand as a historic reality check. My choices today matter. These historical time periods that were not abrupt. They were gradual. They were built on small choices upon small choices upon small choices. No one could have imagined of where these small compromises would end. And so you and I, every day, we are faced with small choices. Where will the choices you're making today lead you tomorrow? Pastor Ariel, and I hope you were blessed with today's episode of Devotional. It is my prayer this resource will inspire you to spend personal time studying God's Word, including using the study tool of our Sabbath School Quarterly. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. This way, you will be notified each time a new episode is published. And don't forget to scroll down on the show's description and click on the links for all the free resources to get the best experience out of this podcast. Also, please remember to share with your friends through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or the one you use regularly. This way, they can also be blessed with this resource. Lastly, please consider becoming a financial supporter of this podcast. It would be much appreciated. This is Pastor Ariel inviting you to study the Bible with me again on our next episode of Devotional. Devotional.